0: Two, one. 7 things you don't really need to know but probably should I'm Kira Revan and this, this is the Sunday 7 In today's episode we look towards NASA's Artemis test launch English beaches have a poo problem and another organ transplant breakthrough But first it was on this day in 1837 Pharmacists John Lee and William Perrins began their manufacture of Worcester sauce After accidentally creating the savoury elixir NASA's Artemis 1 is on the launch pad in Florida, ready to take flight. It's the most powerful rocket ever built, and on Monday the 29th of August, it will begin a 40-day unmanned mission to orbit the moon. The twin sister of Apollo Artemis is the program that will soon return humanity to the Moon. Although it will function without a crew, it's a test drive so the spaceship can eventually carry astronauts deeper into space than ever before. The first mission will circle the Earth and then set course to the Moon. At first it will travel close to the far side of the Moon, about 62 miles above the lunar surface before entering a much wider orbit that's 40,000 miles from the Moon. That's further than any human spacecraft has ever flown.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the world's most powerful rocket ever, right here.
0: That was the unmistakable voice of NASA Administrator Bill Nelson. The aim is not just to go to the moon.
1: We're going back to the moon in order to learn to live, to work, to survive. How do you keep humans alive in those hostile conditions?
0: And this is because NASA sees a return to the Moon as a way to prepare to go to Mars with astronauts sometime in the 2030s, or soon after. It's expected that the mission will eventually lead to the first woman and the first person of color setting foot on the Moon and setting the stage for even deeper space exploration.
1: NASA's Artemis program will pave the way for humanity's giant leap. Future missions to Mars. There's no doubt that we are in a golden era of human space exploration, discovery, and ingenuity in space. And it all begins with Artemis I.
0: Australia's wildlife finally had some good news this week as humpback whales were taken off the country's endangered species list. From just a few hundred humpbacks left, today the population has bounced back to tens of thousands after commercial whaling was banned in the 1970s. Dr Wally Franklin is Managing Director of Oceana Project. It's an Aussie non-for-profit dedicated to the conservation and protection of whales, dolphins and the oceans. He spent decades documenting these majestic creatures as their population bounces back.
1: It was... A remarkable experience to be able to watch as the Eastern Australian humpback whales recovered. They're now almost back to 40,000, which is where we believe they were before whaling, and that's just wonderful.
0: Well, there could be trouble ahead for the humpbacks in the form of global warming. The problem for these whales is that water temperatures are rising and their main food supply of krill is falling. What a bird's eye view from drones, marine scientists like Olaf Maneke can tell if they're losing weight. Yeah, so we're worried that um, the animals are actually starting to starve, so they're getting less food supply. And the long-term effect could obviously be that the number of whales are going down in the future. Uh, But we don't know that yet. I think we're going to see drastic changes in the next five to ten years. We have a stabilisation of the
2: population now and now the question is how will these animals cope with climate change?
0: How will they adapt to these changes in the ocean? Still to come on the Sunday 7, English beaches have a poo problem and Apple releases an urgent software update. the beach can be ruined by all sorts, sunburn, seagulls and sometimes sewage. Pollution warnings have been put in place for almost 50 beaches in England and Wales after untreated sewage was released into the sea in a number of places, most of them in the south. What's happening is perfectly legal. Water companies are allowed to dump wastewater into rivers and seas to avoid flooding. During a storm, water companies use overflow pipes to take it out of the sea so it doesn't back up in homes and businesses. But the criticism is that it happens too often. Despite being handed a record £90 million fine after deliberately dumping huge amounts of sewage in the sea and in rivers, Southern Water still says it isn't all as bad as it might seem. This is Chief Customer Officer Katie Taylor speaking to Good Morning Britain. So we're not saying to customers don't swim or, or don't go in the sea. All we're saying is there has been a release. This is how long that release has been. We're saying it rained, so it's 95% rainwater. You then need to use your judgment on whether you feel it's it's safe to go swimming or not. Whether or not you'd want to take the risk, campaigners like Hugo Tagholm from Surfers Against Sewage say that water companies just aren't investing into the infrastructure that would prevent this happening in the first place.
2: We've gone from drought conditions where they couldn't cope with too little water to flood conditions where they can't cope with too much water. It seems they're only geared up to deal with a a slightly overcast drizzly day at 16 degrees. So this is an industry making huge profits, um, billions since privatization given out to shareholders and they need to be investing more money into protecting the environment and protecting people and ending sewage pollution.
0: And Hugo isn't alone in these views. Environmental campaigner Julia Hales also shared hers with 5 News.
2: It is not a surprise. It's been happening for many years and they are simply not putting the resources that they need into preventing the overflow of sewage into our seas and and our rivers.
0: A law says that water companies have to reduce the impact of sewage dumps but the government stop short of banning it altogether. Between water companies and the government, it's time someone cleaned up their act. Until then, you might have to think twice before you go for a swim. If you're listening to this on an iPhone and haven't updated your device yet, you might want to pause this episode. Earlier this week, Apple issued an urgent software update for many of its phones, tablets and computers. That's because of security flaws that could allow attackers to take complete control of your device without you even knowing. The vulnerability would allow intruders to impersonate the device's owner and run any software in their name. It affects Apple, iPhone 6 and onwards, plus iPod Touch, iPads and some Macs that run the Monterey iOS platform. Joe Tidy is a BBC cyber reporter and has the details
3: so the reason why it's so serious is twofold that firstly because of how powerful that type of vulnerability is so this is a dream for example for someone who wanted to use a device as a surveillance tool and there are obviously companies and organizations out there that do that um, but also it's serious because apple says there may be evidence that it has been exploited in the wild by a hacker we don't know who and we don't know what to what extent that is but it wouldn't have been it's not it's not a mass hack Uh, against lots and lots of people, against the general public. This would have been a targeted attack, and we might find out more in the next few months, but at the moment Apple isn't saying very much.
0: The vulnerability wasn't exactly found by Apple, but by an ethical hacker. This is common practice in tech where hackers search for ways into devices and report them to the company for a reward.
3: I have to uh, stress, this isn't anything for the general public to worry about. This would have been if, if anyone has been attacked by this, it will be a very few, maybe a handful of people around the world. It has to be said that this particular vulnerability, although very serious, it isn't completely unprecedented. These kind of software updates are issued as security patches every now and then. In fact, in March, there was one almost identical to this, uh, and that was sort of released with no fanfare. I think it might have been a viral tweet uh, that went um, a bit crazy last night on Twitter, which may have made this really mainstream news. It is serious, but it's nothing to panic about.
0: Still to come on the Sunday 7, a look at widespread drought and the chilling sound of a black hole. Right after this.
3: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com
0: You're listening to the Sunday 7. Follow us for your weekday news espresso or maybe try our UK edition. It's all in the usual places. This week, we have another transplant story, this time to do with pig organs. Researchers in the US have developed a procedure which they hope could increase the availability of human donor organs. Scientists at the Yale School of Medicine successfully restored blood circulation to pigs' heart and brains one hour after they died. It's hoped the new tech could be used to improve heart attack and stroke treatments, as well as raising new questions about the future of life support measures. We
2: have found out that not all cells are dead after one hour. Uh, and uh, we actually found out that we can intervene and maybe persuade those cells uh, to try to repair themselves.
0: Dr. Ivana Mir Sayila is part of the Yale research team. They used a device called an Organex to pump blood substitute through the pigs whilst they were on ventilators. That substitute contained blood as well as 13 chemical compounds and drugs to prevent clotting.
2: The device is connected to the whole pig actually. Once it pushes uh, this fluid it goes throughout the whole uh, body including the brain main point actually that we are trying to achieve is uh, to increase organ availability for transplantation. So that's basically why we decided to take organs that were dead for one hour and try to recover them. And then, you know, subsequently, we need to do more tests. But once it's uh, perfected, to use this in humans and maybe I'll, uh, in- increase the uh, number of organs, like kidneys, uh, livers, and so on.
0: Even though the pigs didn't fully regain consciousness, the procedure decreased cell death, preserved tissue integrity and restored molecular and cellular processes in vital organs. Whilst this work has been successful in pigs, we're still away from human trials. And as for the next steps...
2: So now we are planning to conduct next study in which we uh, are going to try to transplant these organs in animals uh, and see how functional uh, they are.
0: In China, there's been so little rain that three 600-year-old Buddha statues have been uncovered on a dried-up stretch of the Yangtze River. It's the longest river in Asia, the third longest in the world, and satellite pictures show it is absolutely parched. Emergency water has been delivered by the fire service and essential crops are withering. China's extended heatwave and drought is extraordinary, but what is really remarkable is how many intense dry spells are happening all around the world. The worst conditions are in East Africa, where the UN says 22 million people could face extreme hunger in the months ahead one factor is the la nina current that has settled in the eastern pacific it contributes to dry conditions as far as way as the horn of africa but also across the pacific where chile mexico and the u.s south are all enjoying exceptionally dry weather
1: it's a cause of concern because of all the uh, climate impacts that la nina has in the form of drought
0: this is michael mcfadden an atmospheric scientist talking with global news
1: Climate change is amplifying the impacts of these La Niñas, even though it may not be having a direct impact on uh, the occurrence of La Niña itself.
0: Closer to home, virtually no European country has escaped extreme dry conditions. Rivers all over Europe have dropped to record low levels. In Serbia, German ships from the Second World War have been uncovered by receding rivers, and in England, several kilometres of the Thames is bone dry, so dry that water is even being delivered. But in eastern Africa, any water would be welcomed. Conflict on top of drought has made the situation dire. This is David Beasley from the UN's World Food Programme.
1: The driest season that we have seen in decades. Four or five rainy seasons have just disappeared.
0: Once we wait for weather conditions to replenish our lakes and rivers, the World Food Programme says that in this part of the world, people simply cannot wait for the weather to change. Facing starvation, they need food and water now. This is the ominous sound of a black hole. It comes from the Perseus galaxy cluster. Pressure waves sent out by the black hole cause ripples in the cluster's hot gas and it's those ripples that have been translated into a note. Whilst it's broadly thought that there's no sound in space because most of space is a vacuum, NASA was quick to point out this misconception. A galaxy cluster has so much gas that they've picked up actual sound. The actual sound is one that humans can't hear. It's a note 57 octaves below middle C. What you're listening to right now is amplified mixed with other data, allowing you to actually hear a black hole. How eerie. This has been the Sunday 7. However you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am with the regular Smart 7 Ireland edition. Have a great rest of the weekend.
1: Written, produced and published
0: by Daph Doris. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.